Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. I want to just talk to some people here because it's the first Sunday of 2024. I'm so glad that we, we get to be here. And yes, it's a little slim. Yes, it's a little cold outside. But guess what? There's something that God gave me for this body. And whether you're streaming online, let's, matter of fact, let's welcome those that are streaming us, uh, streaming online and catching us online. Would you give them a round? We're so glad you're with us, man. So glad you're with us. And there's people that I get messages from time to time that are streaming from different states, different, even different countries that, that just log into us. And I'm so glad that we get a chance to minister to them. And we're so glad that you're with us here today. But those of us that are here and those of us online, there's something that really uh, was ringing in my heart this past week. And it has to do with walking in alignment with God. And I remember uh, when I first was ever reading the Bible, I remember images in my mind that just kind of looked like something like what you're seeing on the screen right now. Like these, these older images of, of Adam and Eve and the, and the garden. And wow, what was it like to walk with God? What was it like to be, you know, in the place where God was his glory dwelt, you know, like I thought about that a lot. And I, and I was always like, man, like, what was that like? You see, when God created Adam, he created him with purpose. And he was very intentional in how he created Adam. When he made him, he made him in exactly the way because he formed him. How many ever were in pottery class? And what you make, you look at it, you're like, wow, this is really hard, right? To make it exact, and you can appreciate those. Like, I was really good at making, like, you know, uh, cigarette trays or something real simple, like small bowls or something like that. Like, that was what I did in high school. Like, that, they were like, keep it simple. I'm like, yes, because after that, it's all difficult. But God, when he formed Adam, he formed him perfectly. And, and, and so not just was he formed perfectly, but he was created perfectly because what he did was not only did he create his outer shell, he then breathed into Adam life. And that breath that he gave him wasn't normal breath. It was life-giving breath. It was life-changing breath, life um purposeful breath. And we, as created beings, were created to be in his likeness. And so because of that, God desired to walk with us and fellowship with us. Who's with me so far? Right? Creation. God walked with us, talked with us, designed us with purpose. The moment Adam and Eve made a decision that opposed God... They broke their stride with God. They broke their alignment with God. And then were no longer aligned with the, work, the purpose and the image of God because now they were bent toward their sinful nature. And so there's been an issue ever since. How many would agree? How many would agree that there was an issue since the garden? Yeah, right? 
Some of you are like, I know the issue that's sitting right next to me. No, I'm saying we have had issues. Come on, tap your neighbor right now and tell him, we, oh, I have issues. Come on, just admit it. I have issues. Some of you are like, I don't want to say that because I'd have to confess it. But it's true, isn't it? We, we were all born with this sinful nature. We were all born with this innate ability to mess up. We're really good at it. But see, that all comes from the, the lack of alignment with God. And so my message this morning is simply titled, Living in Alignment. It's about following the king. It's about living at a place where we're, we are all deciding that the king is always first. We're all deciding that God is always in the front forefront. You see, to not know that God is our leader has eternal complications. Would you agree? It has eternal repercussions. The moment Adam and Eve disobeyed God, we misaligned ourselves with God. Our biggest problem in America is not just our political system or the financial structure or our intellect or technological advancements that made us so smart that we're dumb. Right? How many know that's true? That You know that's true, right? You got to know that's true. We're so smart that we're dumb. Because we think we know everything that God wants. Or we think that we know everything that's supposed to happen. But God is like, no, you don't even know a fraction of it. If Google could answer questions in, in .0005 seconds, can you imagine how quickly God can? So let me ask you this question. Have you ever been driving in your car and your alignment is off? And your car is veering one direction. Or you turn it and it's now it's veering this direction. And it stays all the time. How many have been in that situation? Be honest. You ever been in your car and it was steering right? And you're like, oh my goodness. And you got to kind of turn it slightly just to go straight. Who's ever told what I'm talking about? You see, car alignments, and this is what's interesting about car alignments. Let's say for a moment. That is that situation. Car alignments, is very important that you do that. And for those of you that know cars, you know that when you, your car alignment's off, it actually causes unnecessary tire wear, right? Your tires go all messed up. Your handling problems, you know, you can't turn the way you, you're supposed to because your alignment's off. Your steering gets crooked. Not only that, it changes your direction, your fuel, uh, your fuel economy. All these things start to become an issue when your alignment is off. I want to tell you today that in 2024, our heart as a church is that we would be aligned with God is that we would be aligned exactly the way he would want us to be aligned. Look at me for a moment. I need you to understand something. If you're not aligned the way God wants you to be aligned, you're going to go off the you're going to go off the track. You're going to have to keep stirring unnecessarily, steering in the opposite direction and that messes us up. There's a reason why he said we must walk this straight and narrow path. Because that path is narrow the slight movement in the wrong direction could put us in a bad situation. 
So let me ask you this question. How important is it that you are in control of your life here in 2024? How important is it? Now, this is a little bit of a, of a, of a question that you really, it's kind of a question that you really could just say, well, that's, that's a given. I want to I wanna walk with God. I, I really want him to be in control. And most of us can easily say that. But the question is, how will we live in that direction? I said something last week that I thought was really uh, important. And it's not so much that uh, we ourselves don't understand our source, but we don't understand what to do with our source. Sometimes we don't understand what God wants us to do with our life. Now, let me ask you this question. Is it possible that somehow last year in 2023, which we don't want to carry into 2024, amen? Is it possible that last year there were times in your life that maybe you carried some things that you shouldn't have carried? Is it possible that you were involved in things you weren't supposed to be involved in? Is it possible that you were handling it instead of giving it to God? Right? That often gives us the biggest problem is that we try to handle it. So when we decide to hand over our authority to God and we say, God, I want you to make something amazing happen. Guess what happens? Something amazing. Because God did not say, let me be more specific. Jesus did not say, I came to give life more abundantly and, and kind of just like tongue in cheek. What he wants to do is give you an, a life aligned with him. He wants you to walk with him. He wants you to be aligned with him. But what happens is, what we're going to uh, kind of define here, and you're going to hear the two differences this morning, is striving versus aligning. Now let me explain the difference, because we have definitions up on the screen here. The definition to strive is to work from a place of self-sufficiency and achievement-based mentality. I strive to be this, or I strive to be that. Now, you can say, well, Pastor, you can strive for good things. Yes, you can. But oftentimes, if we don't consult God, it's all you. And that's what gets us in trouble. So, for the sake of this message, understand that the idea of striving and aligning are two different things. Striving is self-sufficient based. Now, let's look at aligning for a moment. Aligning is to live from a place of God's sufficiency towards a life focused on Christ and his plan for our lives. So, striving is personal self. Aligning is kingdom-based, Christ-focused, God-sufficiency. And so the question is this year, do we want to be aligning ourselves with God or do we want to be striving for what we want? We should want to be aligned with God. So there are a few verses that I want to share with you. Grab your Bibles, turn with me to Galatians chapter 5 for a moment. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. A little parched. And here's what it says. 
Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Keep in step with the Spirit. Now, if you noticed when I talked about in the beginning, I'm talking about striving versus aligning. Aligning with God means I am walking when he says walk. I am stopping when he says stop. I am walking in a manner that when he, you ever seen this? Uh, uh, there's, there's these acts out there, or, or whether you watch like America's Got Talent or something, and you got these, and they have these acts where everybody's they like, kind of like one guy, and he's attached to like three dummies, and then like three dummies on this side, and then when he moves his leg, they move their leg, and they do, you know, these things. That kind of, it, it's kind of attached, and because of their attached, every time he lifts his leg, it lifts his leg. You follow what I'm saying? I, and, and I saw that when I was reading this, when I was thinking about alignment versus striving. Uh, striving means, you know what, I'm going to break out of this thing, and I want to do it myself. Alignment says, I want to be attached to God, so when he goes, I go. When he stops, I stop. You follow that? You see that kind of that word picture a little bit with me? Uh, I see that image in my mind, and I think every time he steps, I want to step. When he stops, I want to stop. When he goes, I want to go. And Christianity's very focused on that exact thing. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep, watch, in step with the Spirit. Let's look at John chapter 15, verse 5. And you're familiar with this. We read this a lot last year, given that our theme was abide, right? And, and, and so it says, I am the vine and you are the branches. We went many, many weeks with the series. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. And apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. There's that dependency on God. There's that God's sufficiency. And it's not that I don't have enough. It's that God is more than enough. Whatever God sees fit, I trust. And that is the biggest, biggest obstacle for some of us. How many have sometimes you have a difficulty trusting that God's going to be able to pull it off sometimes? Be honest. You feel like, man, I, I know that he can in my heart. But in my mind, I still struggle, right? We, I kind of think we've all been there once or twice in our lives, right? John 15 has it a different way as well. It says this, John 5, verse 19. I don't know if I said John 15. I meant John 5, 19 says, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing by himself. In other words, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Bethlehem, he himself said that he is and aligned with the Father. Jesus himself said, when God goes, I go. When God stops, I stop. In other words, he said this, the son can do nothing by himself. Why? Because he's aligned with the Father. You want to know how 20, 2024 could be better than 2023? Decide every day. Don't, don't make it one time at the beginning of the year like, okay, first Sunday of 2024, I'm going to say it one time, and then the rest of the year I'm just going to live the way I want to. No, it's an everyday thing where you say, today I'm going to walk aligned with God. Today I want to walk with you, Jesus. And you can say that. God, I want to walk with you today. I want to walk in alignment with you, who's with me so far? I'm pretty sure that when you agree with me. 
because you get it. All right. So here's, here's what we're talking about, walking in alignment with God. It's also a very similar statement like walking in the spirit and living in the spirit. Because when God stops, I stop. When God goes, I go. Therefore, I'm living in the spirit. I'm walking in the spirit. And we're to live by that aligned with God. So we're not to strive from a place of self-strength, but thrive in a place of alignment with God. You with me? So how do we align with God? How do we live in alignment with God's purposes? Number one, align with your source. Get connected this year. It's, we're starting the year right with 21 days of prayer. Listen, I, I, I so appreciate um, Caleb saying this earlier, but get, get into, uh, when we're done here, if you did not grab one of those cards out in the foyer there, fill out your name and say, I want to be part of 21 days. Prayer, fasting, whatever you're going to do on whatever day, decide look at your calendar and say, this day I'm going to pray, this day I'm going to fast, this day. Like, don't wait for you to feel like doing it. Hello? Because you won't. You don't typically wake up in the morning, huh, this is a good day to fast. Like, you don't, you don't do that unless you plan, right? How many know that's true? Be honest with me. You don't wake up in the morning going, hmm, what am I going to do today? Okay, fasting, let's do that. No, you got to plan it. You got to say, you know what? Tuesday and Thursday this week, I'm going to fast a meal. I'm going to take that, that time. Normally, I, it takes me, what, 30 minutes to eat or whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. Still take 30 minutes to pray, 30 minutes. And instead of the meal, you do that. And some people say, well, I can't do that because of high dietary, you know. Okay, whatever. But let's, why, don't, why don't we try this? Why don't we try, how about one day? How about half a day without any social media? How about, how about a day without having to turn on the TV and decide to crack open your Bible? How about, how about t- deciding to do something other than what you're doing now? Because we're going to have to do something different because 2024, listen, the world needs you, church. Look at me. The world needs you to live for Christ in 2024. The world needs us to know who our Savior is. Why? Because if we don't know who he is, Guess who's really not going to know who he is? The world. And they're looking for hope, and we have to give them an answer. We have to be tapped into our source. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you are the branches. You know what that means? He's the source. We are the ones that are outsourced. You with me? So Jesus also said that there's no life for the branches apart from the vine. We have to realize that he is our life. If he has said, there's no life apart from me, do you really want to test that? Jesus said himself that apart from the Father, he could do no thing or nothing. There's a reason why Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit prior to launching his public ministry. Because he needs to be sourced. He needs to know who his source is. And there's a huge difference, by the way, between anointing and adrenaline. There's a lot of really good speakers out there. Some of y'all know him. You turn on your feeds and you're like, oh, he's a really good speaker. Some of them have just got a lot of adrenaline and a lot of good little pithy sayings. 
God, help us that we would just follow some of the pithy sayings, but that we would follow the king because we are aligned. We could tell the difference between adrenaline and anointing. Know the difference. Strivers, people that strive on their own, they're adrenaline junkies. They want the next trending thing. They, they, the adrenaline is, is, has its rightful place. Listen, I love getting excited about things. Who likes getting excited about what they're excited about? Right? You're like, yeah, I'm excited. So some of you are really good at, uh, you, you're excited about music, you're excited about whatever it is that you're excited. You align yourself with that adrenaline. You're like, I love it. I love, I'm, I love that I'm going to watch some football later today. I love it. It's enjoyable to me. Uh, we hope we win. I don't know. It's going to be a struggle. But I realize that I oftentimes find myself excited about those things and the things that really matter kind of take like that, yeah, that's cool. You know, I saw this week, I saw something interesting. I saw, it said, uh, what if we treated our Bibles like we did our phones? I saw this video clip. I saw this guy, and he was like working out, so he was, you know, he was on the bench, and he was like bench pressing, bench pressing, did his reps, put the bar back, sat up, and was like, Phew. Then he grabbed his Bible, and he started reading. Turn the page, put the Bible back down, laid did more reps. It was a bunch of series of different things of what we would do, like we do, like the way we treat our phone. You know? There's a commercial on TV. Oh, scroll, 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 scroll. Okay. The average person touches their phones 2,000 plus times a day. And that's a conservative number, by the way. The average, the average. That means if you, listen, that means that if you don't even, you're not even a phony. <laughs> you touch it 2,000 times a day, possibly, on average. But if you are super phony and you're always scrolling, can you imagine how many times you touch it a day? Selfie. No filter, hashtag. Right? So whatever it is that you do, can you imagine if we treated our Bible the way we did our phones? We would have some non-illiterate Bible people. Can you imagine if we treated it like that? And it made me think, can I tell you, can I be honest with you? I was a little convicted. I was a little convicted. Because I don't grab my Bible just randomly like that. Okay, so on the Bible app, I can do, oh, Pastor Tony, stop being so Old Testament. You could be using a version Bible app. That's fine. But guess what? My Bible doesn't bing and ding and cling and do all these sounds that distract me. I got enough distractions in my life. I could be on the best verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world. Wow, that's great stuff. Ding, 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 ding. And guess who's going to answer? Because I hate notifications that are unread on my, on my email. Some people have like 46,000 emails unread. That hurts my heart. I see that. I'm like, no, can I just delete some for you? Let me just sit here with you. Delete, delete, delete. Get them out, get them out, get them out, get them out. Who's with me? Who's, who does, 
Who goes crazy when they see eat that little red circle with the number? I'm looking at I cleaned it out just earlier. Why do I got 80? What if we treated our Bible the way we treated our phones? Okay, so those of you that don't do phones and stuff, I lost you for the last five and a half minutes of my tangent. But I think the most of us understand what if we love the word the way we love the world? Let's love the word again. Let's love our source again. Number two, align in solitude. Uh, one of the things that Jesus did very well is Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out and made his way to a deserted place, and there he was praying. I admit to you I'm not a morning person. I've never really, really been a morning person. Sometimes I have to push myself to pray and read earlier than my body wants to. I think Jesus was in the habit because that habit his father inhabits. Did you, did you catch that? God receives praise and glory when you stretch your flesh to love him more. The habit of Jesus through his whole lifetime on earth, he had pulled away and spent time with the Father. Constantly, you see this throughout the scripture. Constantly, he was with Peter, James, and John, his inner circle. And listen, friends, it's okay to have an inner circle. And for those, those there's always going to be somebody out there that's like, he has his cliques. She has her cliques. I like what someone once said, I don't sit at a table with people to eat unless I, I, I sit with people that I'm willing to starve with. What does that mean? That means that sometimes you got to have the people that war with you, at the table with you. Get somebody that you're willing to war with and sit at the table with them. Believe God together and understand that we need to get with God. But not only that, together we need to do that alone with God. Build that relationship, that solitude with God. I would argue today with anyone that the most important, perhaps the most impactful habit Jesus had, we must have, and it's this, a life of prayer. A life that consistently throughout the day looks and talks to God. Now, I can't sit down and tell you I sit for three hours every day and I pray for three hours a day. But you know what? Throughout the day, I know this. I lean on God. I, I look at, I, and I stop for a moment. Lord, this person's in my heart, and I don't know why. That's praying without ceasing. That's every day. That happens to me every day. I stop. I think about someone. I go, okay, God, there's a reason why they drop. Listen, the enemy wouldn't drop somebody on your heart to pray for them. Is that true? The enemy would not drop someone on your heart. If someone's in your heart to pray for them, guess what? That was not the flesh. That was not the enemy. Who's left? Right? So why don't you immediately be obedient and pray? The moment you hear that name in your, in your ear, whether it's audibly or, or feel that person in your heart, you're like, man, I'm thinking about this person today. Pray for them automatically. The fact that Jesus had a steady prayer life made his public life clear and focused, and so does it for each of us. 
when you live your life in private, father-focused, you will live your public, people-impactful. When you focus on the father in private, it'll shine in public. Don't forget that Jesus was a young boy. And did you forget Mary and Joseph left them behind by accident? You remember that? Oh, dear heavens, I wouldn't want to be praying that prayer. Father God, I pray right now, I lost your son. As I head back, I pray right now, first of all, forgive me for losing your son. He was busy. And I was so getting the camels around, Lord, forgive me. And he went, when they found him, what was he doing? He was about the father's business again. Didn't you know I had to be in the father's house? Luke chapter 2, verse 49. <laughs> he was about the father's business again. He took time with the father and he was about the father's business. We look at the, we look, we look at story after story. We look at Mary and Martha and Martha was like, come on, Mary, you're not doing anything. You're not cleaning the dishes. I did it three times this week. And she's at the feet of Jesus and Jesus rebukes her and says, Mary has chosen the right thing. Mary chose to focus on the dwelling while Martha focused on the doing. That doesn't mean don't do but just don't mix it up. Dwelling with God, being with God is very important. Doing things is important. But if you're going to choose one or the other, dwell with him because then the doing is natural. You with me? Who's with me? If you do it, guess what? You could do it without feeling it. But you can't feel God and not do it. So if you're going to choose one or the other, choose to be in his presence and let that presence of the Savior change what you do with your life. And that only happens in solitude. That only happens. Our alone time with God is the most important thing we could do as believers. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Let me say it again for those of you that maybe you haven't gotten it. Our alone time with God is the most important thing we can do as believers. Guess what? It's more important than outreach. I'm going to say it loud so you can hear it. Pastor Tony is against outreach. It's more important than worship. <gasps> Wait a second, what? No. Because when you get in his presence, worship comes out of you naturally. Outreach comes out of you naturally. Loving God and loving people comes naturally. When you, when you first have decided to spend time with him, if you are cold, if you're callous, and I've been there. Look at me. I've been there. Even as a pastor, I've been there. I've struggled. I've had those moments. But you know what I stop and do? Recalibrate realign if your car was going this way what happens when you take it into the shop and you get an alignment when you get it back you, you let go of the wheel and it's still going straight you're like <gasps> it's going straight like it's supposed to guess what your life will do the same thing all right 
I'm going to move on. Third thing, align in surrender. Jesus outright said that he could do nothing of himself. Is that right? Does anybody, does anybody, does that baffle anybody? That the son of God could do nothing by himself. He's so connected, so aligned with the father, so aligned that he could do nothing. This is the man that healed lepers. This is the man that healed a woman that was 12 years of bleeding and no doctor could fix her. This is the man that did so many things. Why? Because the things that he did were because the father was aligned and he was aligned with the father. So the striver, what does the striver do? The striver tries and tries and tries. Tries to do it this way. Tries to do it that way. Listen, how about we just align ourselves? Father, whatever you want to do, I surrender. Align and surrender. One of the most powerful things the Holy Spirit can ever whisper to us is this. Stop trying harder and start trusting me deeper. Stop trying harder and start trusting me deeper. Ouch. Ouch. And what God essentially is saying to each of us, and I believe that he's saying to all of us in this room here this morning and those of you online listening right now, open your hands, open your heart, and watch me work. In 2024, how many would say to me today, Pastor Tony, I'm in agreement. I know I need to open my hands and my heart to the Father in 2024. Right? That's surrender. That's surrender. God, I want to open my hands and my heart to him. See, strivers will struggle with surrender to live their life a certain way because being open-handed means you are relinquishing control. You have to give up control. And that's what we struggle with, right? We struggle with not wanting to give up control. But for the mature believer, the work of our hands intimately intertwined with the Father. When we're aligned, it shows the condition of our heart. How we love him shows the condition of our heart. See, don't struggle with just trying Decide today to say, God, I'm going to open my hands and my heart and surrender because I want to be intertwined with your Holy Spirit. Last but not least, align your sights. All right, so maybe maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, you just said that surrender doesn't mean, you know, it means doesn't do nothing. Like, it's not up to what you do. You give it to God and you let him do. Now you're telling me that I need to do stuff, like align my sights and get something done. But that's okay, because here's what I'm going to say to you. When you hear the heart of God, you too can do the work of the Father. See, what Jesus was really focused on was not what he can do, but what the Father wants to do through him. And so align your sights the same way. 
The key to this verse is that Jesus himself said, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what the father uh, is doing. So strivers, here's, here's the thought. Strivers feel the need to do everything. I need to do everything in my power to make this thing happen, and stuff blows up. Whereas aligners keep in step with the spirit and are only concerned with doing the kingdom thing. Aligners say, you know what, I, I, I won't do it if God doesn't tell me to do it. You're going to say, I, there's things, I, I know I can do it, but I really, I really need to know that God is in it. There's some people like, let's do it. And they don't consult God because they're strivers. They just want to do something. And you know what, some people do it with the right heart. But guess what, when you do the wrong thing with the right heart, it's still wrong. Is that right? You could do the right thing with the wrong heart, <laughs> right? And, and it still be not God's will. Even though it's the right thing. You say, how could that be? Because God had a plan a certain way, and I want to walk in that alignment. How many want to walk with alignment with God? See, I don't know about you, but I want to walk to fulfill everything God has for me to do. I want to be highly disciplined, leaving nothing on the field. In other words, I want to take everything that God wants me to take, leave everything that God wants me to leave. The biggest problem that people had, even in the Old Testament especially, is when God said, don't touch that, don't touch that, bring that with you, and bring that with you. People said, I have a better idea. The Ark of the Covenant tipped. God said, don't touch it. He had a better idea. I'm going to steady the presence of God because I know better. That's when Musa died. You remember that? Some of you remember that story, right? He wanted to handle it himself. I got this. I got to protect God. God don't need your protection. He's been pretty much doing it by himself, right? He don't need us to be his PR person. But here's what he does need. He does need your obedience in 2024. Because what he wants to do is something great in and through you. So let me, let me close with this thought for a moment. The only step I need to take, take sometimes is a step back. Sometimes the step I need to take to move forward is a step back from everything that I have been touching. And take a look at 2024. You know what's interesting? I found this interesting because I got a phone recently uh, and uh, I was really excited about it because it was the new iPhone and uh, we got the upgrade. And so I got the phone and let me get that real quick. So I got this phone and it's the new one and I'm like, wow, this is exciting. New phone, new features, all that. I'm a techie guy. Some of you guys know that, right? So I got my new phone and Anytime you get a new phone or you get a new iPad or whatever it is, whatever device that you have, when you get it, one of the first things it says is, do you want to transfer the stuff from your last device? Right? So how many of you have ever transferred from your old device? Raise your hand if you ever did that before, right? You've done that? How many of you ever did a new device? You've done a new device. Okay, some of you have done a new device. So here's what I did. I got the phone. I was like, yes, I got this phone. And, you know, we got it home. And like, okay, doo -doo 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 -doo. I did all the logging in and my stuff. And then it's like, do you want to transfer all this stuff over? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I, want, I don't want to lose my stuff. 
right? So I said, yes, let me transfer all that over. And it took a little bit of time, right? And it's stuff, you know, all this, all the pictures and contacts and everything over. And then it resets, right? It starts it all over to, to reboot it after it downloads all this information. And then it gives me this. Your storage is full. And then you go, what? Right? How many has that ever happened to you before? And you're like, uh, I can't appreciate this new phone because I have all the old stuff from the last. I have all the stuff from before on this new phone and I can't appreciate everything that it can do because every time I try to do something, it's out. So you know what I had to do? I had to go in, delete, 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 and spend all this time deleting when I could have just started fresh. New vision, new thoughts. Some of us are going into the new year with all of last year's stuff, and God can't do anything when there's no space for him. God can't give you new, fresh vision when you got last year's vision all up on it. God can't give you fresh downloads because there's not space. And I'm here to tell you that when you get aligned with God, he's going to take some things out. He wants to give you new things. And some of us struggle with what God is going to do with us because in 2023, there's so much baggage. Now, this, this phone is not the new phone. It's the last phone with new features that I can't use because it has all the stuff from last year. Oh, oh last device. Are you with me? Who's aligned with me right now? God wants new things for you. Don't carry over 2023. Decide today, God, I'm not going to be a striver that's self-sufficient. I'm going to be an aligner that's doing the things that you want me to do. So my challenge to you is this. Let's commit this new year. To live in alignment with what the Spirit of God has for us because we want what He wants. Stand with me all across the room if you can. All across the room. If you're in your living room, stand with me. I see it. Put the cocoa down. Watch this. Look at me for a moment. I want 2024 for you and me, I want all of us to walk in alignment with him. And I got more of this. I got, I got, I got some things I'm going to share with you even next week, more about being in alignment with God. Because I really believe that God doesn't just, this is not a one and done or this is one of those, let's marinate in this for a few weeks. Because what I really believe is that when we immerse ourselves in the, in the will of the Father, our will becomes a whole lot less important. When we immerse ourselves in the things that he loves, the things that I care about become less and less about me. So take a moment and think about your own family. 
Maybe a few people that, maybe, maybe people that you came with. Think about how God may use you to minister to them. Maybe realize that the gifts he's putting in you are not for you, and it's never been for you. How many know that the gift of teaching is not a gift because you're going to teach yourself? You realize that if you have the gift of prophecy, it's not because you're prophesying over yourself. How many know that it's very difficult to give yourself a word of knowledge? Are you catching what I'm saying right now? The gifts that God gives you are not for you. They're for you to use and bless and admonish the body. So when you're sharpening your tool or your gift, stop making about striving to do something so that you could be noticed because the goal is never to be noticed. The goal is never to be, do you realize that? The goal is, why do so many big popular people fall? Because they're getting so noticed over and over again that they forgot who their first love was. Friend, 2024 could be a great year. How many are looking forward to that? I really am. I really, I really believe this is a turning point, not just for you, for your family, but for this church as well. It's going to be a great year. But it's not going to happen without a little fight. A little, when I say a little fight, I mean a lot of fight. And by a lot of fight, I mean dragged out brawl of prayer. We're going to need to pray through. Because he, he's trying. The, when I say he, the enemy is trying very hard to discourage you. But we're not going to give it to him. Amen? Come on, do something for me. And I know this may be uncomfortable. Bear with me. Grab the, grab the hand of the person next to you. Connect with someone next to you. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. Say, hi, my name is. And offer them lunch afterwards or something, whatever. Would you connect with somebody? Go across the aisle. Go across the aisle. Come on, let's connect all across. If you're at home, grab your neighbor's hand. Hopefully you know them. They're in your house. Stretch it out. Stretch it out. There you go. Come on, connect. 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 They, look at that. It's beautiful. People spilling coffee on each other. Okay, hold on. <laughs> My wife wants coffee. She's like, oh, that sounds good. Coffee sounds real good. Um, listen, what I want us to pray right now is that we would not just be in a line the way we are right now but aligned in the spirit and realize that God has something for each of us from each of us. For each of us. From each of us. And the encouragement that you're receiving is encouragement that you should pass along to somebody else. Amen. Father, I thank you for every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, God, that in their lives, you have influenced them through the Son of God. That the Son of God himself said, I can do nothing except for what the Father gives me to do. I am about the Father's business. 
Lord, let us be about the Father's business. Let us live in alignment with you. Let us live in a way that it just honors you and, and brings glory to your name. Come on, pray with me. Father, I pray that my life will be an offering, an offering to you. Come on, open your mouth, begin to pray. Say, God, may 2024 be an offering to you. In Jesus' name. Lord, I pray the way that you, you, you heal the man with the shriveled hand, the woman with the issue of blood, the demoniac that, that, that was driven, the legion was driven out of him, the blind man that you healed, the ones with lepers and the relationship that you had with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and even Lazarus who you, rose, who, who, who you raised from the dead. I pray today that you would faithfully finish what you started with these individuals in, at, that are hearing me right now. Lord, define their success by their faithfulness, not by their gifts or their abilities. But Lord God, may they finish what the Father has sent them to do. May they live a life of impact, oh God, that, that is people-focused. Lord God, the way you were. Lord God, the way you said, I have not lost one that you have given me. Lord God, that we may highlight only what the Father has for us. Oh God, minister to us and through us. In the name of Jesus, we commit this new year to you as we live in alignment with the Father, as we live following the King, as we live in such a way that, God, you would be honored, Lord God, honored. Jesus, I pray in the name that is above every name, your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Church, it's going to be a great year. How many are ready for that? Come on, who's ready for that? Let me bestow upon you blessings for this new year. Let me encourage you, be safe on the way home today as you love God, love people, and change the world. Live in alignment this week so that the Father may be glorified. Amen? Have a wonderful Sunday, and God bless